Welcome into another quick episode of the Hoop Beans. I had to hop on today quickly, late Friday night, early Saturday morning, uh, just to kind of catch up on some things as we sort of head into round two. One of my biggest pet peeves, uh, the thing I probably hate most about the NBA as a whole in general, um, I love basically everything except for this. Um, I don't understand why we're starting round two before all of round one wraps up. But we could easily do game seven of Golden State and Sacramento Sunday and then start round two fresh on Monday. That'd be good for podcasters like us. It'd be good for fans in general, it just especially a common fan. I don't know. It's just a super annoying peeve of mine. I don't know why they do it. I, I mean, I know it has to do with like scheduling, keeping things moving and whatnot. It just really bothers me. I'm not a fan of it. Um, and it makes things unorganized for us. It's hard to kind of recap the end of round one and preview round two when both are going on at the same time, and it's just all so annoying. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a full episode Monday or Tuesday next week. We will recap and react to uh, each series of round two's game one. Uh, we'll preview the rest and predict the rest of round two. And we will also just kind of wrap up um, and put a bow on um, everything we haven't talked about and missed from the end of round one. Um, what I'm going to do here today is just a quick little, you know, just like a quick hitter, uh, one question from each round two series coming up. Uh, we got to talk about, and I'll hit anything that I think needs to be mentioned uh, that can't wait until Monday or Tuesday next week. Um, starting off um, is Suns Nuggets today, Saturday. Uh, probably one of the biggest series of this round coming up, honestly. Uh, a lot of people's favorites to come out of the West is either the Suns or Nuggets. I picked the Suns notoriously um, heading into the postseason to come out of the West. Um, I really do not feel good about that if we haven't already alluded to it on the podcast. Uh, I mentioned it a couple times. I probably am leaning towards a flip, and now this is where I officially announce I have flipped. Um, I'm picking the Nuggets. I feel way more confident in the Nuggets. Um, my one question on the series is, do the Suns have the depth? Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the Nuggets have had the single best bench scoring unit um, in or bench differential, I should say, in the playoffs so far. That's a different story from the regular season. Uh, when Jokic was off the court in the regular season, the Nuggets were unrecognizable. They were not a good team, but they've really turned that around in the playoffs. I mentioned it last pod, but Bruce Brown has been an amazing factor for them. He's a real playoff player. Uh, he does all the little things. He does all the incredible stuff, all the things I love about Josh Hart. Uh, it's the same thing about Bruce Brown, and he can come in for basically any struggling starter for Denver, whether it's Michael Porter having a bad game, it's not a Jamal Murray night, uh, Aaron Gordon, whatever, Tavis Cole Pope. He's just a perfect blue guy and fits right in. Uh, and believe it or not, I just think they have the best player in the series, as good as Kevin Durant is, obviously. Um, I just don't think he's fully uh, fit in and has understood what is going on in Phoenix. Uh, Devin Booker has been unstoppable so far in these playoffs. Um, he was I would say the second-best player of round one behind uh, Jimmy Butler, but I just trust Jokic more. I trust two-time MVP back-to-back heading into the season. Um, I don't trust DeAndre Ayton. I think it's a really, really bad mismatch for the Suns, and soft DeAndre Ayton is going to have to deal with Nikola Jokic all series, and the Suns just do not have depth. We've talked about it. I mean, they're relying on Torrey Craig for major minutes. 
he performed really well in round one against the Clippers. But I just don't know if he's going to keep that up and be able to keep that up and going in round two. And then they don't have a backup point guard. Chris Paul has to play 40 minutes a game. All these minutes are going to wear on these Suns guys, whereas the Nuggets are going to be able to take a slow, methodical approach. They have home court. I just feel really good about the Nuggets in this spot. I know the Suns are the favorite. Everyone loves the Suns. Everyone wants to pick the Suns. I picked the Suns heading into the postseason. But I just did not see anything that majorly impressed me in round one besides Devin Booker. So I'm flipping. I'm officially declaring I'm on the Nuggets. I'm picking the Nuggets to win and eventually come out of the West um, in this side of the bracket. Um, then on Sunday, we have uh, the New York Knicks, my New York Knicks, uh, taking on the Miami Heat. Me and John touched upon a lot of this series and a lot of the end of the Bucks and Miami series and Knicks-Cavs uh, series on our emergency pod earlier this week. Uh, me, Riley, and John will definitely do a little bit on the Bucks and talk some Giannis um, on Monday's pod. Uh, that's a major topic of conversation in the NBA right now. Giannis' press conference was the season of failure. I'm excited to kind of dive into that and break that down in full. Um, and then me and John, obviously, we hit as many things as you can about the Knicks in their last series against the Cavs. Uh, heading into the series, I feel really good about uh, the Knicks' chances. Um, I love that we have home court advantage. I think that's absolutely huge. Um, and one question is just who is going to step up for Miami besides Butler? Uh, Butler scares the shit out of me. There's no question about it. I think Butler is almost a lock to drop 30, 35 a game uh, in this series. But after that, obviously Tyler Hero's down. Victor Oladipo's down. I just I wonder where they're getting production. Bam, obviously one of my favorite players going up against Mitchell Robinson. It's not going to be an easy series for him, but I'm sure he'll produce. And then you're just relying on old cats and undrafted cats. Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, my guy, Gabe Vincent. All these guys are going to have to play major minutes and step up, uh, whereas the Knicks have a reliably deep bench compared to that. I mean, I have fully, fully trust in guys like Quentin Grimes, R.J. Barrett, Josh Hart, obviously. Obi Toppin has been great. Hartenstein. Emmanuel quickly, all these guys that are backing up uh, Jalen Brunson and hopefully a healthy Julius Randle. That's another question I guess I could have had for the Knicks. Is he healthy? But it seems like he's going to be okay at the most, probably missing one game. But I just feel way, way more, I feel better about the quality of depth that the Knicks have compared to the Heat. I know the Heat have done this time and time again. I'm the Heat guy. I know it. Guys like Max Strews and Gabe Vincent, they've for some reason done it. But I think Tom Thibodeau has the defensive intensity and pressure that he's instilled in these Knicks guys. I think they're going to be able to handle him. They're going to let Jim, I think they're going to let Jimmy kind of do his thing and get 40 if he wants, but I just don't think any of these – I don't think Kevin Love is going to be able to beat the Knicks. I don't think Kyle Lowry is going to be able to beat the Knicks. I think they're too slow, too old. I think we're going to be up for this challenge, and I'm really excited. Uh, and I think the Knicks are going to find a way to get this done. I'm really looking forward to a battle in the Eastern Conference Finals against the winner of Boston Philly. I think – I think it's our time. I think it would be a great thing. I just think we can't overreact, obviously, too. Uh, we've, talk, we've seen this in the past with – well, first of all, let's get to the Eastern Conference Finals, obviously. But we've seen in the past the Hawks and Mavs when they get to the Eastern Conference Finals a little earlier than expected, and things do not go as planned uh, in the next couple of years. So I'm not getting too ahead of myself uh, with anything with this Knicks. All I know is things fell in place with us, and I'm really hoping we can make a run. Who knows, we could maybe even make the NBA damn finals. It's not something I would have expected to be able to say 
at the beginning of this year or even at the beginning of this playoffs. But thanks, shout out to the Bucks for making this all possible. Also on Sunday, just a quick touch. Obviously, this isn't a question about uh, Game Two, uh, but we don't know uh, who is going to be playing the Lakers in the next round. The Lakers officially advanced, beating Memphis on Friday night. Uh, my question about that series is who are the Lakers going to play? It's between uh, Golden State and uh, Sacramento heading back to the beam for Game 7 on Sunday afternoon. Very exciting. Um, very nerve-wracking as a Steph Curry fan. I really was hoping and thinking they were going to be able to pull it out in six. Uh, but it was a Malik Monk show. Malik Monk really showed up. Uh, uh, Golden State just at home. Looked like they had a lid on the basket. Steph and Clay were fine, but Jordan Poole was god-awful. They got no bench production. Um, Draymond Green wasn't good. Andrew Wiggins wasn't even good in this game. They basically had no help around Steph and Clay, and it was not something you like to see, especially with the Game 6 play, mantra, and everything. Um, really would have liked the Golden State to close it out at home, especially with how bad they've been on the road. Uh, but it was huge that they were able to pull out a road win in Game 5. So it shows they were capable of it. I think they just got a little too complacent. I think they thought that after winning three in a row, they had it. But Sacramento back, bounced back in a big way. A lot of different pieces showing up for them. I think we're going to see a high-intensity Golden State team in Game 7. Uh, I think the experience shows up. I just love Sacramento's team, man, and it sucks to have to pick against them. Um, I, think, I think I'd want to pick a uh, Sacramento against basically any team they played. Like I've mentioned, it sucks they're going against Golden State, so I'm obviously picking Golden State. Um, but I am looking forward to picking whoever wins this Game 7 against the Lakers because I'm really, really not impressed by them. Uh, the Grizzlies were a different story. We'll touch on that Monday about how bad and disappointing they were in this series and in the playoffs in general. But, man, I am excited for this Game 7. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to whoever wins destroying the Lakers in probably like five games because the Lakers are just not good. Um, I, I was not impressed by anything, um, especially how, with how they showed up in Memphis in game five. I thought they were a joke. So, yeah, they won by 40 in game six, but I just think it's a testament to how bad both of these teams are, but whatever. That's a topic for a different day. I'm looking forward to see Steph Curry hopefully go off. Big legacy game for him. Can't be losing this game to the Sacramento Kings. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Game 7s are also always fun. I'm glad to have our first Game 7 of this year's playoffs. It uh, would have been a little lame to not have one Game 7 out of Round 1. So, glad we got one. All right, last topic. Philly and Boston. Uh, they kick off on Monday. Um, my one question here is obviously Embiid's health. Uh, Celtics opened up uh, minus 200 favorite in this series, which... I thought it was a little bit surprising. Not gonna lie, I thought it would be a little closer to even. Uh, I knew Boston would be favored because Boston owns Philly and has owned Philly in the past. Uh, I made my thoughts on it pretty clear. Um, I think Philly is a differently motivated team this year. I think Embiid has, and even James Harden and Doc Rivers, in a different sense, um, is looking to overcome a lot of demons with Embiid finally winning his first MVP and all that. I think he's been at a different level. The issue is his health and injury, and luckily Boston was pushed to six by Trey Young and Ice Trey. Uh, Boston was able to close that out in six, though, in Atlanta. Things looked a little dicey at points. Um, I'm excited to hear Riley's take on how he was feeling on Monday about all that. But, I mean, in the end of the day, the Celtics got it done. They have a load of talent. 
with the Bucks out, Celtics are the favorite to come out of the East, and rightfully so. They have the most talent. Uh, but it's just this one's more of a gut feel than, like, a heart and sense feel. Um, I mean, I think Boston is better. I think Boston has more talent. I think they've owned Philly in the past. But I just think there's something different about this Philly team, and I think there's something different about this Boston team that I mentioned on the pod. I think Boston lacks the killer instincts that they've had in the years past. I think the loss of uh, Ime Yudoka is really hurting them. I don't think Mizzou is a good coach. He's struggling with his rotations, playing smart when he shouldn't, not playing Derek White when he should. I don't know if I can trust this big man rotation to stay healthy. Um, Obviously, if Joel is healthy, it's a different story. But if they lose either Horford or Rob Williams or one of them can't take on a heavy load of minutes against the beat, I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble guarding him and things will come easy for Embiid, whether he's hurt or not. Uh, But it's all a moot point if Embiid's knee isn't playable and he's not able to play up to the MVP level we know he's capable of because Harden's a step slow. We all know it. I still think he'll be able to show up in some ways in this series. I don't think he's going to be a complete zero like a lot of people are predicting. But uh, he's not going to be able to win it on his own. I think Tyrese Max is going to have to step up. I think Tobias Harris is going to have to be relevant. I think DeAnthony Melton is going to have to make shots. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I think I'm just going based on gut here more so than actual head and common sense and everything. Uh, I just think there's something different about both of these teams. I think if there's a year that Philly will ever do it, I think this is the year they, they can push them and get in Boston's head a little bit. And Bede just needs to be able to dominate. I hope he's healthy because if he's healthy, I'm going to look dead wrong and look stupid. Uh, but I'm sticking with my original Philly prediction in this series. I picked them before the playoffs, and I'm picking them here. Uh, I'll be rooting for them. I really want them to get this monkey off the back. I was rooting for Boston to come out of the East last year, um, but I just don't enjoy this team as much. I don't think Jason Tatum's as fun. He's very inconsistent and has had some up and downs all year. Um, I don't think they've been as fun to watch. Jalen Brown's been weird. Who knows what's going on with his hand. Marcus Smart's been annoying. Um, I'm rooting for Philly. Can't believe it. If you told me a few years ago that I'd be rooting for Philly over Boston in a series like this, I would say you're nuts. But here we are. All right. That was it. Only 15 minutes. Nice and quick. But just wanted to touch on everything coming up. Uh, full breakdown, like I said, coming early next week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but just needed to get something out there um, on the airwaves ahead of each series and with all this Game 6, Game sevens going on in Round 1 still. Uh, just had to get something. I don't know. I hate it. Like I said, pet peeve of mine. I don't know why they do this. But uh, here we are, and this is why I'm talking now. Um, definitely sound weird, too. Coming through a weird mic, I'm sure. But... Just had to do something. I'm sorry. This is the best way I could do it. So, anyway, stay tuned to us at, at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for everything that's coming out. Uh, like I said, we'll be back on the speed either Monday or Tuesday uh, after the game ones of the opening series, or uh, after the game ones of round two, I should say. Uh, football Fiends dropped their first pod in a long time. I broke my Raven silence. It's obviously been an absolutely incredible couple of days for me in sports with the Knicks. The Ravens re-signing Lamar and a great pick in Zay Flowers and a lot of great stuff and Raven playing going on. Um, my sources were wrong about DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry about that. But Zay Flowers is a great consolation prize, so I'm excited to add him to Raven's flock. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I pretty much, it was honestly the coolest thing. I, like, broke. I released the podcast the, the day Lamar re-signed with the Ravens. Couldn't have uh, asked for a better coincidence, but absolutely love it from my angle. Uh, so follow them and subscribe to them for that. And then, Johnny Oz is running the Succession Farewell Pod on the Screen Fiends, our debut podcast on that network. Uh, Seal on the deal. 
So make sure to follow and subscribe to that podcast as well. Uh, yeah, that's it. So until Monday, I will not be on again. So I'll see you guys in a couple days. I'll catch you guys next time.